Hello, I'm Mitch Silver with another Sporting Muse podcast for the Rye Record. I'm with Rye Country Day Athletic Director Wendy Haft, and we're going to discuss the life of a high school AD. So, Wendy, uh, it's uh, great to be here at uh, Rye Country Day on a beautiful September day with the uh, fall season already starting. Uh, I think our listeners would love to know something about how a person gets into this athletic director game. Uh, let's start off with what's your, what was your background? Where did you go to, to high school? Where did you go to college? And were you into sports then? I am assuming you were. Yes, I was uh, an athlete uh, all my life, always interested in athletics. It was, it was like eating and breathing to me. Uh, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and I... Oh, we're in Brooklyn. I grew up in uh, Manhattan Beach area. Ah, okay. Uh, across from Sheepshead Bay, and uh, went to uh, public schools in the area, and then went to uh, Poly Prep in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Right. Uh, where I was fortunate enough to attend an independent school that, you know, allowed me to play as many sports as I wanted to. Um, and which sports did you want to play? Well, I guess by seasons, right? So Yeah, yeah, but I was actually, I played everything growing up. I played in uh, Little League, in a, and it was strictly 100% boys at that time. There was And there wasn't any softball, and, right, and I wow. didn't play softball, so I played baseball, and uh, that was awesome, and... I was the only girl I pitched. I, it was natural to me, even though I was the only one. So. No, you're a fairly, you're a tall person, tall woman. Were you tall as a young kid? Were you a... Um... I was on the taller side. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, girls mature earlier than boys, so uh, there was that. Did you have brothers who were also athletes? I, I have an older brother who loved athletics, uh, was not an all-around athlete, but was a pretty strong tennis player right. at the time. And my sister enjoyed athletics and was a good high school athlete herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always just... So I always played, and, I, and they kind of got a kick out of the fact that I could come out there and be as strong, if not stronger, than some of them their friends. So in Brooklyn... Shut up, down their friends, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you, you grow up on uh, in the streets of love yeah. in Brooklyn. You know, everybody's outside, and uh, you're constantly playing stickball, stoopball, uh, over the wire, so you're throwing that ball, you know, 50, 75 feet in the air, and you're little, and so there was always something to do. Yeah. Uh, and I loved it. And I played a lot of tennis. My dad was a strong tennis player, so I played a lot of tennis, played competitive tennis, USDA, traveled to play tournaments. And then when I reached, uh, I'd say, eighth grade, uh, it was a point where I needed to decide, am I going tennis and only tennis? or Right. You really have to specialize in that sport, I guess. I was going to drop that training. So I just, my the third child, my father asked, and I said, I want to play everything. I think he was very relieved <laughs> uh, that he wouldn't have to pursue the tennis route. And uh, and that's that's kind of what happened. And then I just played everything. So I played uh, volleyball, basketball, and softball in high school. I was a uh, you know, four-year starter, three sports, three yeah. captains as a C- captain. So all of those uh, high school varsity letters must have weighed you down. Absolutely. I still have my sweater. Your sweater, right? Oh, absolutely. They made me a special... Letter for my letter because at Poly Prep, you had to wear either a blazer 
But if you had a lettuce sweater, you could wear your lettuce sweater. So ah. I wore it almost every day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got one with three sports on it. So, so cool. where did you go to college? I went to Ithaca College. Mm-hmm. Um, I went there, played softball. Uh, they had just gone from Division two to Division three, and it was perfect. I was able to step in. The first baseman transferred out. And I, I, I arrived there as a catcher. And although I was, I felt like I was a taller bigger athlete. Uh, I arrived there and I was not big at all compared to some of the other huh. softball players. Right. And uh, I'm not sure the coach felt I could block the plate the way that some of the others could. So, okay. So uh, I was backup catcher uh, the first couple of games and then stepped into the first base role. So I was playing first base and I played shortstop as a junior um, and on and on. So nope. it was four years. It was great. I'm I'm aware that Ithaca has an awful lot of graduates in the phys ed. Uh, I mean, is that a strong department there? Absolutely. Now, what what did you major in? Was that I something you did? In physical education, right? And I minored in health, so I got my. Everybody health. needs health. Everybody needs health, and health at that time was not automatically taught anywhere. Huh. All right. So it was something you know in public schools it was starting to be taught. But for me, when I graduated, my first position was at uh, Greenwich Academy. I was 21 years old, and I was teaching health, and I was coaching, and I was teaching physical education, and that was a really special time because I was teaching health to ninth graders. So I was using everything that I had. I loved college. I loved learning. And, and you were barely older than the kids you were I, teaching in some cases, I was, right? Correct. I was, yeah, correct. I was maybe three years older right. uh, driving a van of uh, athletes to, yeah. to events, but uh, cool. I was big into basketball at that time, and so I was the varsity basketball coach, and uh, it was it was awesome. I so mean, how I, long did you stay at Greenwich Academy? I was at Greenwich Academy for three years before I returned to Ithaca as a graduate assistant to receive my master's, mm-hmm. um, and I got my master's in physical education and sports psychology. And uh, and I assume after that you were looking for a job, a permanent gig. So did is, is that when you came to Rye Country Day, or was no. there another stop in between? No, I'm older than that. Uh, no, when I uh, before I, the year was out, uh, finishing my master's, uh, I was interviewing down in this area, and I had established myself in the Fairchester while right. I was at Greenwich Academy for three years. Okay, that, yeah. And there was a position at the King School, which it was not the King School, it was King Haywood Thomas at the time, and uh, as the assistant athletic director, and I was coaching three varsity sports. Wow. And, and also head of PE. So that's what I was doing, so I was, what? I'm know, tired just listening to your resume point, here. right? So, uh, yeah, it was, that was a great experience. I was there for... Six wonderful years, had a very successful softball program. We, you know, a good five straight titles and and basketball, loved the basketball. Was, well, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about softball for a second. I mean, it could be any of these sports. Some schools are associated with sports. I mean, um, they're, you know, Brunswick, for instance, has a great squash team. They're not the only ones, but they have a national level squash team. What makes... At this level, at this private school level, um, these dynasties in certain sports. Why you won five titles in a row in in softball? Uh, clearly, you're turning over athletes. So, is it all the coaching, the brilliant coaching? 
Well, I will tell you that um, it's taking the talent you have and being able to use it. So right. now, it's so different now because kids are specializing. Ah, They're not okay. playing three sports. At that time, the kids, all of my kids were playing three sports. Many of them played field hockey with me. Many of them played basketball with me. So they learn how to work with you, and I think they do get... You do get more hmm. out of them, I, I do believe, it, if it's working. If you're getting uh, multiple kids in multiple seasons uh, and you have a chance to interact with them two or three seasons of the school year. Yeah, yeah. I um, do think that every, it's, it's, you know, at this stage... Well, that was going to be one of my questions is, you know, you see kids specializing and, um, and we'll, we'll get into that in a, in, a, in, a, in a bit. But let's just start with a... Um, Typical day. Do you have a typical day? Is there a typical day for an athletic director? I try. All right. What what would it consist <laughs> of? What I are try. the things what are the things that you know you're going to have to do on any given day? Are there certain things obviously there are games being played during the season. Yeah. What other things do you have to do? So there's a bucket. I'd say in that bucket that has to be tapped into every single day. In that bucket is the next season, two seasons away. Oh yes. What's going on today? All right, hang on. What are you so, doing two seasons away from now? You're, you're, schedule, you're, you're already talking about what games you're scheduling in the with, So right you're talking now. with other athletic directors about uh, should we bring this school onto the schedule, what kind of opponents are they, or, or how with does that work? With our coaches, we'll right. talk about the schedule mm -hmm. yeah, and what it looks like and how it fits in with our academic schedule. You know, we have right, to, sure. You have to work have, around that. So there are meetings. There's a lot of meetings. And... Uh, so in-house, we're working on today. We're working their very, uh, the best uh, department and people working in the department on official confirmations, transportation confirmation. I mean, all those things to make it run. When you think of taking a vacation, everything that goes into that, it's almost like every day you're planning a vacation for, <laughs> you know, right. a dozen teams. Cool. So there's, that goes on. We also communicate and work with our academic teachers and the administration to make sure that what we're doing, we can be successful in what we're doing, yet we can also make right. sure that the kids are meeting their commitments elsewhere. All right, so let me, it just occurs to me, one of your jobs, of course, is to oversee all these coaches and all these teams. What, what is the basis on which you retain a coach or you don't retain a coach? What goes into those thoughts? Well, we have three different types of coaches. We have full-time coaches that are part of our athletic department. So they teach physical education, they teach squash, they teach in the fitness center. Those are full-time. And then we have our faculty members who also coach. So they're not around here all day, but they are with our kids. They're doing exactly what the kids are doing. They're leaving the classroom, right? changing, getting out there. So it you can't um, you can't replace that experience because the kids really can connect with them. Sure. And seeing them kind of running over, getting changed, and, and moving. How many of, of your coaches fit into that category? Is that a third oh, of your coaches? No, maybe maybe twenty percent. Twenty percent. Okay. And then we have adjunct coaches. So those are coaches that do not work here except they coach here. So they're part time, and that's wonderful and challenging at the same time because the culture of the school, one thing that every single coach, whether you're coaching middle school or upper school, varsity or JV, you have to understand the culture of the school, working with the kids. 
So for an adjunct coach, that's not always easy. They may not, they may have never been in an independent school right. in the past. Um, what do you think the difference in an independent school coaching gig is from maybe a public school one? Because I'm, I'm leading to another question about the pressures that uh, coaches and administrators face in a school like this where think, everybody wants to go to college. I think probably 80% of coaching does not have to do with working with the kids. So in that regard, that 80% has to do with our community here. So it's different than a public school. Uh, we, have, we have very high expectations, which a public school definitely has that. We are very hands-on. Uh, we tend to be smaller than most public schools. Right. Uh, we have a very tight communication link, whether it's checking in, uh, whether it's meetings, whether it's uh, follow-up with your assistant coaches, Okay, so let's just say there's an opening, uh, a coach um, is taking the, the season, maybe a coach is pregnant, maybe a coach has a better job offer someplace in another uh, part of the country, uh, so you have to replace a coach. What are the criteria that you think of? Is, what's, what's the first thing on your mind? What's the, what's the uh, necessary requirement to be a coach here? Well, they need, they need to know the sport. Right. They need to be a great citizen, which is something that we... How can you want. tell that? Is there uh, a way to tell that? Is that recommendations uh, and things? Well, I will tell you that it's very... Um, someone that has had experiences, there is record, and there is conversation with people that are in those experiences, you know, that have been in those experiences with them. Um, they have to know the sport, and they need to be as much of an expert as possible. But again, right. it's being able to work in the culture of the school, understand that that student is going to have hours of homework. If you've traveled two hours away to play, you know, you may want, you know, for an example, we have a, a soccer coach who today they're doing classroom. They're looking at the, they're looking at video. They're, right. they, they went all the way up to Hamden Hall yesterday. You know, and, and had a great win, and, and it's it's knowing great. Wonderful. it's knowing how to get the most out of your players, but it doesn't mean you work them the the longest. That doesn't mean all you're right. going to that makes sense. Have the best. All know? right, so and I think the teachers do that as well academically. So yep. I think it's yeah. all right. Just thinking still about um, the nature of this school and this job. Right now, the country is dealing with the Varsity Blues uh, athletic scandal where parents whose intention is to have their kids go to a selective college, in some cases, have broken the rules, cheated, and so did some coaches. Uh, and um, let's just think of that as the tip of the iceberg. But underneath that, people who play by the rules still are eager to have their let's say, student-athletes, in, in the case of the athletic department here, um, do the best they possibly can and have a resume that looks like the best they possibly can to get into these selective colleges, possibly as, a, as an athlete. You know, you've, you've just had a kid who was recruited by umpteen colleges of all of these terrific uh, athletic schools and academic schools. Um, 
Is there pressure on the coaches? Is there pressure on the athletic director who's overseeing the coaches to from from families? Um, and how do you deal with that pressure to either give the kid more playing time or get the kid more publicity? I don't I don't know what goes into the job, but is there any of that? Right now, I would say the mission of the school, it being an academic institution, our our students are here to receive an outstanding academic experience. And so we do have student athletes who could play at certain colleges, but they want to go to a different college that they couldn't play at. They're going to go to that college that will meet their academic needs. However, we send 10 to 15% every year of our seniors play at the next level. They play at colleges. Right. So that's a pretty that's a pretty strong number. And a lot of times our coaches, our programs are strong, they're promoting the kids, they're they're talking to the colleges. Our admission our college counseling office is in touch with our coaches. They also talk to the colleges. So we have a system here where if if, if a student athlete really wants to play in college, we will we will help them to find a place that they could play at. It may not be where they want to go to college, though. So we hope that that matches. Well, that's at the next level. But at this level, is there any... The answer can certainly be no, right? Is there any... Do you ever get feedback from the parents on how much time their kids are playing or... Well, I suppose anybody who's a boss gets feedback about their employees' competence to be in the position from outside people, outside meaning fans, and the fans here are largely the parents. Do you get any of that? Do you Is that a p- tough part of the job, or is that we, uh, it's tough part. sort of in the background? And it's tough, and thankfully it's not very often. Uh, we do have, have some student-athletes who are not happy with their playing time. Uh, I think the outside programs tend to inflate some of the, um, you know, in, inflate how good some of the athletes are. So then they come to our school or they grow up in our programs and they think they should be starting. Right. They, they, you know, if they're going to be playing in college, how could they not start as a freshman or sophomore? And, you know. Yep, that sounds tough. Yeah, so so we're, we're trying to balance what they're being told outside of our program and in the outside programs. But in our program, the coaches are very clear with the student-athletes. They meet with them. This is what you need to work on. What are your goals at the beginning of the season? Is your goal to start? And we, we, we tend to play our kids. We play our kids as much as we can. Right. And so I think the coaches' philosophy, and the kids know it, the complaints don't come as quickly because there's a meeting where the coach is addressing the parents yep. to say, we want everybody to play. You're going to come to practice, work hard, be prepared. Um, you will get to play. Obviously, you need to work on your skills to get to yes. the starting role. So we don't have too many times where a parent is like, All right. hey, my child should be starting. I think kids that aren't starting or playing as much always want to. That's what you want. Yes, right? yes. But that's... as far as complaints... All right, so let me, let me just shift the... Uh, or turn the other side of this. I, I will say oh, on yes. that note that... If a student athlete is a soccer player 
and they are strong and they are a starter and they're getting their playing time and then they move into the basketball season and they're not a starter, that's where we get the fall off. They're not happy. They're like, I shouldn't be spending so much time. It's not, this is my season. I'm going to love right. it and do the best I can. It's kind of, I could be working on my soccer in the winter, so I'm going to drop out. Now, of course, we that wasn't that. Wendy's uh, mindset. Your mindset was, I'm going to play a different sport every season and love it, right? And, and many others did the same thing. Right. You know, you didn't have opportunity out of season. You know, look who, look who you're talking with. You're talking yeah. with uh, the aged one over here, the, the sporting muse of yeah. the Rye record. So here's the last question, um, and, uh, you know, it may be a short answer. Um, is the one lost record ever a reason to let a coach go? No. no. What would be... So no, the basis of... be undefeated and not be the right coach for a team here. You could be undefeated and not be the right coach, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, so this isn't win at any cost, and it certainly certainly isn't. Um, but uh, so you you don't take necessarily you don't take uh, you know the record per se into, but you want to see what kind of experience the kids are having and whether it's the right uh, fit for Rye Country Day. Fit is everything. Fit is everything. You know, let's let's close it on fit as everything. I think that's a pretty good philosophical place to be. Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. Wendy. Thank Appreciate you. your time. Thank you.